0: Hi, this is Stephanie Hansen with the Makers of Minnesota, and I am going to help you with your strategy for your business in 2021. Are you dreading social media and not sure when you should be posting on Facebook or Instagram? Or maybe you want to reach out to some influencers, but you don't know how to do it. Or maybe you just want someone to actually use your product and create some recipes for you. I am your gal. I've been developing lots of relationships over at stephaniesdish.com and I can help you get your product into the hands of people that are going to use it and create influence and create buying patterns for people that you can count on as new customers. 2021 is going to get... All of a sudden ramped up and we're going to be moving real fast to capture some of the business opportunities that we lost in 2020. Don't be left out on the cold. Have new followers and new pairs of eyes on your product now. Give me a shout. I'd be happy to help you. I'm at S Hansen, H A N S E N marketing at gmail.com. It's S Hansen marketing at gmail.com for small business marketing for things like social media, recipe development, influencer posting and just general PR help and getting the word out about your products. Hi, this is stephanie hansen and you're listening to the makers of minnesota where we talk to cool people doing cool things and I wish some of you could hear the conversations we have off the podcast because they're equally as fun. But I anyway want to introduce you to a guest that I've already been talking to for 10 minutes because I like her so much. Her name is Claire Powell. She is bringing Bella Virtue Organic, Clean and Premium Skin Care to us. She is from Minnesota, but you came here by way of England. So tell me about how you got here, Claire.
1: Well, it's great to be here, Stephanie. Thanks for having me. Um, yes. So I, as you can probably tell by the accent, I am British. So I grew up in the uh, just outside of London in England and spent the first 32 years of my life there. Um, and I actually moved to the States. I was working for an American company in London and they moved me to North Carolina. And I was in North Carolina for nine years and I jumped around a bit I lived in California and I lived on the Um, East Coast, working in New York for a little bit. Um, But I came to Minnesota um, to run the J.W. Hume business, which is a wonderful local brand um, full of heritage. So I was thrilled to do that. And uh, when I got here, I realized what a wonderful place it is. So
0: (laughs) it's it's so funny because You know, you've been a lot of places, and people would like. I mean, San Diego weather-wise is probably the most beautiful place in the world. But we have a variety of weather, so some Mm -hmm. people like it, some people don't. It every day isn't a picnic, but it it is a great little community, and I think you're not the first who you've been all over and then you end up here and you're like, oh, this is a pretty good place to live. We're in a weird period right now with Mm -hmm. obviously uh, last summer and the unrest that we experienced due to the murder of George Floyd. And our cities are sort of recalibrating and refiguring out with this pandemic. But I, I am very bullish on the Twin Cities. And I think we will make the Types of infrastructure changes that we need to make. And I think we'll move forward and be a great place for continued entrepreneurship. We have so many great companies here.
1: Yes, I agree. And I think that the blend of actually the amount of Fortune 500 companies that are here, I think it's the highest per capita in the country. I keep quoting that. I'm not sure what the source is. Um, but, and then this incredible entrepreneurial spirit and community and i feel like it's really supportive like i i have had people reach out to me and i've reached out to lots of other people who just get connected you know by mutual friends and things And everyone is so willing to help and support and introduce you to someone else and do favors. And it's just, it's really rich in that. And I think that will stand in incredibly good stead. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think so too. And it's funny because we're sort of known for being sort of these Nordic stoic types. But when you get people in the business community and small business people talking about their business and their entrepreneurial visions, there's none of that. Like people will just... Help you, or like, have you talked to so and so? Did you know about this? Did you know about that? That's why I love doing this makers um, podcast because I think people listen and they learn like legitimate things that they can implement in their business. You mentioned yep. I've had a couple of friends on the podcast. Who who of your friends have I already talked to? Oh,
1: you, t- um, Tammy Mann of the Cricket. How many? Sure. um Therese of Alora. Yes, um Lauren van derskoy of um, sure. one she's been a huge support to me um so yeah they they've all been uh, there's probably others, but uh there there's some that spring to mind that have been you know just great sounding boards and put me in touch with people, and hopefully I've had them a little bit as well,
0: yeah, um, if you are listening, it's unfortunate that you can't see my beautiful pandemic face because here's what I might tell you about the pandemic. Claire, I feel like I've aged five years in one year. Like I don't even, I can't even put my finger on it, but when I look in the mirror and maybe it's because I'm never wearing makeup and I'm wearing sloppy clothes and all of that, but I really do feel like I just am dry and aging. And so when I got your vitamin C serum and the under eye uh, oil that I can pat on, I was like, Oh, thank goodness. It's just in time. Tell us about the Bella Virtue products and what turned you on to them.
1: Oh, well, I'm glad you're enjoying them. And um, I know what you mean about the pandemic and aging. And I think it's a, a whole number of different things. And I think stress is a big part of it. And let's face it, we are all getting older. And um, I don't know how old you are. and I think you look great. But, I'm <laughs>
0: I said, I'm aging, I'm dealing with a bulging disc, because I had to re-record, or I had to reschedule this podcast, so let's just say I'm aging, Claire, but, you know, the alternative to aging is dying, so there's nothing good there. There's
1: there's that, yeah. So, anyhow, I really think there's, um, and we're all getting old, as I said, and once you get to a certain age, menopause accelerates it even more, but even over the age of 30, 35, our skin does get drier. And it's just that the the skin isn't producing as many lipids as it was before. So it's just naturally kind of underneath the surface getting drier and it's not turning over as quickly as well. So, you know, I really see a need in the marketplace for something really simple and easy that just helps address that. You know, I don't I think. A lot of women are very busy, very active lives. They haven't got time to be pouring through websites and websites of information, all these different ingredients and complicated routines and complicated rituals that you have to go through. Yeah,
0: who's got six-step skincare anymore? Like the toner, the serum, the moisturizer, the the lotion, the who's got time for that no one yeah yeah
1: it's the time and the the mental energy And, and I think often you know and it's changing happily but you know the beauty industry as well has had especially for older women kind of slightly negative overtone of like you need fixing like yeah get rid of your wrinkles get rid of this get rid of this you're not you're not good enough unless you look like you're 30 and and I really think there's a need for you know I think women want to look as You know, and men want to look as good as they can. They want their skin to look healthy. They want to, you know, um, prevent the appearance of wrinkles and things like that. But they just want to do it in a healthy, easy way. So that's really what I'm trying to uh, achieve and offer with the the Bella Virtue products.
0: So what are your best sellers?
1: so the best sellers are the products that you mentioned so um, the vitamin or i would say vitamin c serum um and the antioxidant eye serum and i think the reason is again they're just so easy to use they have real benefits for a wide range of people uh, so the 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 um vitamin c serum is really a good moisturizing serum so it has a safflower oil which really sinks in and gets to those layers of the skin like I mentioned that are getting drier as we get older and then it has um 10 percent vitamin c in it a clean form of vitamin c so there's no toxins or anything and what vitamin c does and and anyone can google this if they're interested in but it does help that the luminescence the skin evening the skin tone reducing those age spots things like that Um, so it's got that balance of kind of even skin tone and moisturizing from within and then the eye serum you know i think you know again the eye area is an area that really takes its you know shows the toll of zoom calls and Mm -hmm. you know all the stuff that we're all going through and stress and so that product has a a more sort of concentrated you know really amazing essential oils like pumpkin seed oil which has these incredible antioxidant vitamins in it um, that really help you know regenerate and replenish that skin area and again just moisturizing just replenishing the skin just to give it that kind of soft smooth Plump feeling,
0: yeah, Yeah, plump. I love. I. It's (laughs) like as you age too. You know, you want to carry a certain amount of body fat because it makes you plumper in terms of your skin sagging less. Yes, yes. Sometimes you see like people that are sort of nineteen eighties model thin our age, and you know, it's like, oh, you just need a little bit of fat in your face. It'll be okay. I promise.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really wise words, actually. And, you know, again, I think it's it's about taking care of yourself and using ingredients that you trust and things like that. But also just enjoying the moment and having that moment of pleasure of using the products and knowing that they're good for you and knowing that they're healthy and just that moment of taking some time to be in the present moment, enjoy the experience, that stress relief that that provides is probably as good for your skin as anything,
0: right? I, I definitely got that from your products because of the scent. It's kind of a rosemary lavender scent.
1: Mm, yeah, so the different product, well, I have this um, cleansing bowl, which looks like a soap, but it's not a soap because there's no sulfates in it, but that's um, got the rosemary and lavender that smells amazing. And actually, you know, I have them in my office and occasionally during the day, I just... Take, a, yeah. take an inhale of it just to kind of like refresh the senses and you know but that kind of thing is really important and actually even just taking that moment to be in your senses um has been shown you know actually activates parts of the brain that you know the the right inside of your brain versus the left side of your brain which helps you kind of feel more fulfilled and happiness and reduces stress and all those things oh, so i love that it's a whole other podcast but it um sure is. <laughs>
0: La Virtue is in a very competitive environment. I mean, skincare and women's beauty—that is no easy category to break into. What is your background that gave you the confidence to forge ahead?
1: Yeah, and you asked me earlier about how I kind of got into the whole thing. Sorry, I kind of got distracted by talking about That's okay. this. But yeah, so I have spent my career in consumer brands. So um I have I have had a few stints in the beauty related field, but most of my experience has been in um accessories and apparel. So I worked for Haynes Brands, which owns, owns sure. Haynes, and I ran the Champion brand, um for a company called American Giant, which is all made in America clothing, and then of course JW Hume. So um, so I've, you know, been running brands and I really love understanding, you know, what the emotional benefit of a brand is and why people should choose it and what it does for their life and getting those messages across. And, you know, I've been really lucky to work on some amazing brands um, over the years, but I really always wanted to get my hands on my own <laughs> brand to really be able to, you know, spread these very positive messages and these messages of of you know, joy and self-care and taking time for ourselves and, and all of those kind of things and really have a chance to do it completely on my own terms. So I don't know if I ever really had the confidence to feel like I could do it. I think you just kind of take one step at a time and keep going. And, um, you know, confidence comes and goes in ebbs and flows. You know, some days I feel like I could take over the world and other days I'm like, what am I doing? Um, but but I was looking for for a a business and a brand to buy or invest in and I came across these products. um, The two that I mentioned were um, existing products and I tried them and loved them and felt like there was a real message to build on and some incredible ingredients to create other products from, uh, which is what I've done. So it was really kind of personal experience and loving that and then kind of relating it to my stage of life, knowing that you know, what I'm facing as I get older, my skin changing, and how well there must be lots of other women facing the same thing who just want this easy solution and something simple and and lovely to use that can can really be enjoyable as opposed to kind of punishing.
0: I felt like you're really on brand in that the products are great for, let's say women over 50, but I also loved the social media and the story on the website that I think really appeals to people in their twenties and younger, because I'm noticing my daughter who's 22, who's not a big makeup wearer, um, but she is interested in skincare and they're very, her and my niece are just so comfortable in their bodies. Like, I, my whole twenties was starving myself basically. So I could fit into a size six pants and it doesn't even occur to them to do that. Like they're just who they are every day. They try to be their best selves. They're very interested in self-care. They talk about it a lot and they are looking for brands to align with that aren't trying to change them, but are celebrating who they are. So I feel like maybe that's a an, a different message for us in our 50s, because we're just getting there. But our 20 year olds have, they're really like, that's the messages they're getting in the world that you are okay, and you don't have to change. So I feel like you're really poised and on trend to reach both of those types of groups.
1: Yeah, well, thank you uh, for saying that. And I'm really thrilled to hear that your daughter and your niece and their friends have that message. And I, I can see that in the marketplace. There's so much more messaging around. There's so much more diversity of
0: very much sizes so. and
1: all kinds being represented in, in beauty marketing. And catalogs
0: and- yeah.
1: And I'm, I'm really thrilled to see that. And as you said, when we were growing up, it wasn't like that at all. If you weren't kind of, you know, Julia Roberts, you were, weren't it. And, um, Uh, Nothing against Julia Roberts, but, um, but, um, you know, it's much more diverse now, which, you know, and it needs to continue to change, of course. But um, yeah, that's really the message I'm trying to send is this kind of don't beat yourself up, take time, take care of yourself. And that's what's really important. So I I agree. I think the younger generation really get that. um, And I think some of our generation need to encourage each other to do more of that.
0: What does a typical day look like for you?
1: Oh, gosh, I'm um, not sure there's such a thing as a typical day. <laughs> um, you know, I, you hear these sort of interviews with these entrepreneurs and business owners that are up at 5 a.m. doing yoga, and meditating. No, I'm not. Um, <laughs> I'm having a cup of tea in bed at 8 o'clock and then I do meditate and I'm a big believer in, in that, you know. How not, long
0: do you do it?
1: Oh, like 10 minutes.
0: And do you use an app or do you just have a a process? I
1: do use an app um, most of the time. I use the um, 10% Happier app.
0: Yes, I like that guy. I read his book. Yes, I read his book. I
1: haven't read his second book yet, but I I liked his first book. I read that a few years ago and got onto his app and I listened to his podcast and things like that. And I like it because it's pretty practical and down to earth. It's not too...
0: Very, too woo-woo
1: not too out there yeah exactly and um you know i so i i it's a good balance for me so i like that and i just think it's an important it just helps you calm yourself and and get to know your own brain so you know when you can get ahead of reacting to stress and things like that so it's kind of training for life as opposed to kind of an, you know an end in itself um but then my typical day is really you know, dealing with, you know, making sure that, I mean, I, it's all automated when orders come in and how they ship out. So there's and a case. Are you, are you
0: you're, I know you can buy your products online at your website. Are you also trying to get into retail or is retail a strategy for you?
1: I am trying at the moment. It's only sold online. I am looking at retail distributions. So if anyone listening who wants to stock Velvet, virtue, let me know. Um, but, and I, Actually, I have one I think is coming, but I, I haven't signed the paperwork. So I don't know if I should say it about it yet.
0: Probably not.
1: Probably not. But I, I've got luck. something that's coming this summer. So I'll let you know and you can. <laughs> <laughs> love to see you
0: another, I don't know if you've approached the folks at General Store of Minnetonka, but that would be a good fit for you, too.
1: Oh, I'm not sure I have. Yeah, I'll, I'll, um, I'll double check that. That would, be, that would be great.
0: And then another one is Blink Beauty. It's a small uh, salon that does threading and brows, but they really do a good job with local products too. Okay.
1: I'll check both of those out. Thank you very much for that.
0: And if anyone does have any suggestions for you or want to carry your product that's listening, how should they get in touch with you?
1: They can, there's, you know, there's a form on my website that anyone can fill in and that comes straight to me, but you know, I don't mind giving you my email address, which is claire at Bellavirtue.com.
0: To get into retail, are you having to like call and send samples and introduce yourself? And Yes,
1: yes. I've actually got a wonderful um, friend uh, who was a colleague of mine at JW Hume. And she is a wholesale rep for a number of brands. So she's helping me Um which is, is great. Yeah. And uh, so she, is, cause she's an expert in that sort of thing, but yes, she's reaching out to lots of people and telling them the story of the brand. And then, you know, I'm getting on calls with people and, and bringing it to life and, and um, uh, you know, telling them about the brand and the product and all of that. And then yeah, sending out lots of samples for people to try. So and
0: with yeah. COVID, I would imagine, I mean, you're scheduling zoom calls in some ways, maybe it's easier because you're not having to drive and travel. But in other ways, is it harder or are people more willing to do a quick Zoom call than maybe they would have to take an in-person?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, I'm not sure whether I can make a definitive answer to that. But I think in many ways for networking in general, it's kind of easier. Yeah. Yeah you know you're not having to sort of schedule locations and, and travel time in between and you know it's a lot of time to kind of get somewhere or you know and whereas you can get on a quick zoom call you can do quite a few in a day and and in between you can get on with other things so I think it's quite convenient for people I actually think it's really probably helped um, networking and you know and um, meeting new people in many ways um, I mean it's not the same as in person but I think it's sort of Quantity over quality, maybe.
0: I think, too, that we're going to see this continue mm. in terms of, I think people will take business meetings. I think travel will pick up, but yeah. I don't know that it'll ever be at the same rate that it was because it's so easy to just schedule a quick call to, with someone. You know, the beginning's a little awkward, but I can see you. You can see me. We have a personal feeling about this call. Yes, And I think that that could exist into the future.
1: I totally agree. And I think it's just accelerated a lot of trends that were probably coming, right? I mean, you know, Zoom and Teams and all these kind of technologies that we use, you know, were coming and people were using them more and more, but now having kind of, Been forced to use them. It's like okay, now everyone's been forced to kind of download the software, whatever it is, and get used to doing it and figure it out and 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 now so now it's kind of at your fingertips. It's like okay, it's you've got to have a real reason for getting face to face, and there will be those. I agree with you. I think there'll, there'll definitely be more of that, and there's nothing quite like it. But I think you know the the sort of cost benefit when this when the plan B the B option of a Zoom call is is pretty good. Yeah.
0: And it's, it's changed. I think the podcasting industry too, because before, you know, I worked at a radio station, so I was fortunate enough. I've got good equipment. I know how to use it and the editing tools I had, but for a lot of podcasters, you know, being able to record via a zoom situation, the quality isn't like awesome, like it would be in a professional studio, but a lot of us aren't really, you know, trying to produce uh, national public radio type shows either. We're trying to be more in our local communities. So I think in some ways with podcasting, it's allowed a lot of people to start things that they wouldn't have.
1: Yes, which I think is great. You know, again, it's kind of democratizing it. You don't need to have access to a national quality studio. You can do it, you know, from your home with a a Zoom camera. And yeah, I think that's a really, really positive, positive thing. Yeah.
0: One of the uh, podcasts that I did was with two gentlemen that were at General Mills and they were very high up in the food chain. And then they developed a food product. Mm. And they had some really interesting insights about all of the things that they thought they knew how to do that they realized they never had actually had to do, yes, Are you experiencing
1: some of that. Oh, every day, every day. Um, <clears throat> trying to think of a good example now, but I mean, you know, for me, I mean, I think everyone's got their different strengths and weaknesses, right? And for me, you know, I consider myself relatively tech savvy, right? I can like reboot my computer when it crashes and you know uninstall software and things like that but honestly just navigating your way around the back end of Facebook or the back end of Shopify and you know a lot of these companies promise these sort of plug and play apps and add-ons and things and they they rarely are plug and play And, and actually I keep a folder of screenshots of what I call bad instructions because some of the instruction, they're clearly written by a twenty-six year old in California, you know, who who knows what the heck they're talking about. But for me, it's just may as well written in a foreign language. I mean, I know it. and there's like, click on this, click on that. Like, that is not on my screen. I don't know what you're talking about.
0: It's funny you mention that because it's almost like reading. I had to read a LLC agreement for a, a project mm-hmm. the other day. And yeah. it was, I couldn't decide if it was either so copy and pasted and poorly done by the lawyer that produced it or if it because it was just gobbledygook, you really legitimately could not understand over twenty percent of the document and what it was trying to do, and and then I found out that it was done by one of the highest paid law firms in the Twin Cities, and I thought, okay, either this is like just so over my head that it doesn't even register and I'm just not getting it, or it's legitimately so over lawyered that it makes legitimately no sense at this point. And what is the purpose of this document trying to do if no one that's reading it or signing it can understand it?
1: Yeah, and either way is it fit for purpose, right? Yeah. And thank goodness you've got the mindset of looking at it for what it is. I think for a lot of people, a lot of entrepreneurs starting out when they're young or older or whatever they are, it can be very intimidating some of this tech stuff. And it kind of makes you, it's it kind of makes you feel like can I do this and what you know am I just dumb I can't figure this out and you know it's a whole battle I mean, I'm mean, i talking for myself you know I had to kind of get over this um sort of confidence with technology and I've yeah. I just ended up just reaching out to other people who know it better than I do for help and that's great but you know you have to have the mindset of I'm going to figure this out I I figured other things out or I'm going to get help or I'm going to just do it because otherwise it would just stop you in your tracks.
0: It's hard to, I think when you're starting a business, it's an entrepreneurial skill to learn things and be a doer, but there is also wisdom in knowing what aren't your strengths and offloading them if you can. And a lot of people don't because they don't have the money or they think it costs too much. You know, if you really get serious about the cost of your time, your confidence, your enthusiasm for your business, if you're spending the entire time trying to figure out how to work with the Facebook business suite and it's really not your jam. It really is demoralizing. You're right. So it's
1: it's exhausting. And yes, you, it's not even just the hours you spend on that, which can be many. It's the hours of recovery afterwards or yeah. the, the mental recovery. Like, what am, you know, how do I move forward? And, you know, just that. Yes, you said the confidence and motivation and, and all those things. So I think that's wise words that just recognizing that and knowing that it's, it's a strength to ask for help. It's not... A sign of weakness and everyone has strengths and weaknesses and things are good at things they're not as good at so
0: don't you think too when you start a new business like the amount of time that you spend on tasks that you think should be easy or quick like everything felt like it Every, still, everything feels like it takes eight times longer than it should. Oh, that's my life, <laughs> I
1: mean, I, <laughs> I'm constantly optimistic about how long everything's going to take, whether it's getting to the airport or writing product copy or, <laughs> you know, changing the website or whatever. Everything takes eight times longer than I think it should or, or have planned for it. So
0: <laughs> I'm totally with you. As we wrap up here with you with Bella Virtue, and I hope people will go online and order your products because I'm really a big fan. And I think the packaging is really cute too. Thank if you. Is there Like a book or a podcast or something that you've read that you feel like is pertinent to entrepreneurs listening that might be starting a business.
1: Wow. Um. Well, gosh, I think it's, I mean, I love, you know, how I built this by with Guy Raz and his book is actually great, and I hesitated about reading it because I thought it's just going to be a rechurn of all the his interviews, which I've listened to a lot of them. So yep. it's like, yeah, I don't, but actually it isn't, and it's got really good lessons in there. Um, and then I'm I've just finished reading, and it's not really a business book, but I think it's got really amazing techniques for mindset and things that we've been talking about, which is a book called Positive Intelligence. By um, Shazad Shamin. Okay, it?
0: I'll put also, the notes in the podcast. So
1: yeah. So um, and it's just got great tools for these mindset shifts. I think are so fundamental to keeping on going and and you know driving forward as an entrepreneur.
0: And I think as we move out of COVID, because I think we're getting to a place where COVID's not going away, but we have more tools to deal with it from a situation of vaccines and hospitalization and knowledge about how the virus acts. But it's, it's probably not going to be eradicated Mm. like, you know, smallpox or the measles was Mm. in the day. It's probably something that we're going to be more having to live with and it's changed all of us. And what does that look like on the other side, both personally, but also professionally?
1: Yeah, it's going to be fascinating, right? How it's it's changed the retail landscape, how it's changed interpersonal relationships like you already mentioned the zoom and the travel um and hopefully it makes us treasure things that we probably should have been treasuring all along you know being with people that we love and um you know our health and safety you know so i think there's some silver lot without wanting to kind of put a positive spin on it. I, th- I think there's some silver linings and we should embrace those because with all this suffering, let's at least get the benefit out of it.
0: Yeah. Claire, I believe that that's true and the value of our relationships and, and really that's kind of all you have, right? It's the yeah, rest of it's yeah. just the window dressing. Exactly.
1: Totally believe that. Yeah. yeah.
0: It's been great talking to you today. It's Claire Powell. It's Bella Virtue and BellaVirtue.com. Glowing skin, if that's what you're looking for, you can find it. The light, the eye serum is super light, very enjoyable products. I love the way they were packaged, and it was great to meet you.
1: It was wonderful talking to you. Yeah.
0: Thanks, Claire. Bye.